Hi everyone, welcome to Wrong Book Pod, inclusively yours. This week, I'm with our producer, Sarah. Hi. Say hi, Sarah. (laughs) And I wanted to take one topic this month and talk about audiobooks because, like, that's really something that has been breaking me out of my book slump. I don't think I've read any book with my eyeballs all year. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I don't know, like, I just, like, haven't been able to focus, so, like, I can't, like, sit down and just read a book, like, I have to, even, like, when I'm listening to a book, I'm doing something, like, shopping online or something, but, like, I haven't been able to just, like, sit and dedicate my time to, like, okay, I'm gonna take an hour, two hours and sit and read this book, so all books have been doing it for me, I could do it while I work. I could do it while I go to the store. I could do it whenever. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about audiobooks. So, what about you, Sarah? How, how, um, cause I'm a long time listener of audiobook. Like, back when they used to be the little CDs you could get from the library, I was mm-hmm. listening to them. And then once, I remember, I can't, I believe it was Libby. I mean, not Libby, when it was Overdrive. I believe that's when I first actually was getting like the MP3s where you could listen to it on your phone or on your tablet or whatever. And Mm -hmm. that was maybe like 10 years ago. It was a long time ago. So when did you start getting into audiobooks? So for me, it's really just been the last year or so. I actually went through a phase when... I first started reading romance where I made a point of getting the book from the library, the hard copy, or purchasing a hard copy because I felt like I was spending too much time on my phone Mm -hmm. and going back to reading books in hard copy helped to get me off my phone for part of the day. But then over the last year, I just have not been able to... I mean, first of all, I, I had a baby, so, mm-hmm. um, which changed uh, how I managed my time in a lot of ways. And also just the stress of the pandemic and the election. I was just finding it really difficult to focus, even when I could find the time to actually stare at the screen. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give audiobooks a try. And At first, I didn't think it was going to work because I felt like my mind was too cluttered and I kept getting distracted and thinking about other things when I was supposed to be listening to the story and I just felt like I wasn't retaining (laughs) any of the story, um, which is not ideal. But then I started sort of a routine at bedtime with the baby where you know, they would be doing their thing and I would listen to something and then also like play a game on my phone at the same time. So like complete Mm -hmm. 180 from trying to get off of my phone. (laughs) So I'm like sitting there listening to something and I'm playing Sudoku or, you know, New York Times crossword puzzle or something um, at the same time while I'm listening to this audiobook And And then, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, which happens a lot um, during the first year, you know, it was so easy to just 
go back to, you know, the last thing I remembered in the audio book and use that to help me fall back asleep. And so that's how I've been using audiobooks over the last year. And it's just completely changed my perception of reading and, you know, how I want to read going forward. I think eventually I will probably get back to reading hard copy books, but for now, audio is the way, I think. And it also really appeals to me that audiobooks are more accessible. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of different reasons the books are sort of taking off for, for different people. And I think there's only room for growth there. Yes. It's funny that when you said about, I think uh, that's why a lot of people have issues with audiobooks is because they can't just focus on them. And I find that when I like my mind doesn't wander if I'm doing something else while I'm listening to it. So like one, like my biggest streak of listening to audiobooks for the longest time, I was playing Dr. Mario on, on a DS and like, mm-hmm. I would play that all the time and I would just listen to audiobooks while I was playing it. So like my mind wouldn't wander cause I was focused on the game, but I was listening. So like, cause sometimes like, but I used to work at one job where we were pretty much doing just basic data entry. One of my coworkers would go to the library and get a bunch of audiobooks for us. And so in that job, it was easy to just listen all day because like you're just typing numbers. You're just doing basic data entry. So you really weren't thinking any extra while you were working. But mm-hmm. uh, when I started another job where I was doing more complex type work, I could still do it, but if I really had to think about something, I would have to pause the audiobook because I couldn't listen and think at the same time. So I'm like, let me mm-hmm. put this on pause because I really have to think about what's going on right here. So yeah. I think that's kind of why, like, in my current job, I haven't really listened to as many as I can because one, and that the office I'm in, you get interrupted way too much. So it's like hard to just sit and listen. And even being home it's just I don't know it's like too quiet so like I can't I can't (laughs) listen to it I have to like have my tv on and like I can't listen and have my tv on because I'm looking at tv and like trying to do two things at once but once I got oh now I have my son got me a dia I mean yeah he got me a no he got me a switch for um for, I was gonna um, say you Christmas. need a new video game. Yeah, so, like. <laughs> so he got me a Switch for Christmas, and so now when I listen, I'm just playing the Switch and listening to audiobooks. But yeah, like it really sometimes your mind does, and it's not. And a lot of times I don't want people to think like it's because the book is bad. It's just my, my mind wanders. That's why I can't read. Like when people say that they go to functions. And they're like, I'll be sitting in the corner reading. I can't do that because I'm listening to what everybody's saying and I'm trying to read a book. Like, I can't do both things at the same time. Like, it's too much stuff going on. Like, I would love to be able to sit outside. Like I just told you um, earlier, I would love to be able to sit outside and read a book. But there's a street, right? Like, it's a street right there. And then like the back of my house faces other people's backyard. So if people are in their Mm -hmm. yard, and if they're talking, I'm listening to their conversation and not reading a book. So, yeah. like, I need, like, silence in order to, like, read a book. But, like, I can kind of, like, block that out with the audio. But, yeah. Oh, talk about where to get them. So, like, the best place 
is the library because it's free ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I I, I like the library too because a lot of times even with audiobooks, if I listen to a book and I really like it, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if it's a new narrator or a new author, I might not be willing to chuck that money out to buy it. So I'm like, let me get this from the library first, and then if I like it, I'll buy it. Right. So. Yeah, I'm the same. I think most libraries have Libby or Overdrive, which is the same thing, but Overdrive. Or Hoopla. Is, yeah. Hoop. Well, my library doesn't have Hoopla. Okay. We have another app that's called Cloud Library. And mm-hmm. it how it differs from Hoopla is it, it's more similar to Overdrive because, like, well, with Hoopla, it's like you get a certain amount of titles per month but you don't have to there's like no hold time so like if somebody else has a copy it doesn't matter you can still get a copy but cloud library is like overdrive where it's a certain amount of copies and like you you'll be on hold like another person it's just a different format um a different type of app and a lot of times i don't know if a lot of people in where i live know about cloud library because sometimes my library will have a book on Hoopla, I mean, on um, Overdrive and on Class. So if it's like a really long line on Overdrive, I'm like, let me see if they got it on this other app. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, sure enough, do. I don't even have to wait. <laughs> and like the wait time on Overdrive is like 10 weeks. Right. And, uh, the wait time over here is like, borrow now. I'm like, okay, I'm going to borrow it now. <laughs> yeah, but that's a really good app. Yeah, I have to see what the library offers. Yeah, it it differs for sure. I have four or five library cards right now, and it's very interesting. It's just completely, well, it's not completely random. That's not true. But for the most part, I feel like the larger systems have more of what I'm looking for in terms of inclusive Mm -hmm. romance. And the smaller systems have less but sometimes I get surprised and yeah but a lot of the time I find things on Hoopla that aren't in the regular library system for audiobooks and for regular books it can happen for regular books too but but we're talking about audiobooks right now and that's what I've been searching for the most over the past year it's been fascinating to me how many things have been available on Hoopla that aren't available through the regular library system yeah, um, so, like, I don't know, like, all the, like, very specific type things of it, of why it's like this, but for some reason, Hoopla tends to have a lot of audiobooks that are produced by Tantor. So, mm-hmm. one of the audiobook apps that I used to have, that my library used to have, um, well, actually, it was another um, library system in my state had this app. It was called Recorded Books, but it went out of... They, bas- they basically phased it out. So Recorded Books is a company that produces audiobooks. If you ever listen to a, a, a audiobook produced by Tantor, at the end it'll be like, Tantor is a, is a subsidiary of Recorded Books, blah, blah, blah. So Recorded Books used to have their own app. And so they had all their, all like basically all their titles. I think they had titles from other producers too. I'm not sure. But a recorded book's title, most of the times, it'll be like a red banner. If you see, like, a picture of it on 
any audiobook site. It'll usually have a red, like a red, it'll be like framed in red at the top and the bottom. Right, right. Because, um, some, yeah, for some reason, books, I thought they were connected to HarperCollins. Did HarperCollins buy them? I don't and know. Phase them out? But maybe so, because, because, like, also all with the old more. Beverly Jenkins ones were under recorded books. Uh huh. Because also with Tantor, you used to be able to buy directly from their website and mm-hmm. download it to your computer. Because I bought a couple books like that, but then they phased that out. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know what they're like, what kind of deal they have with Hoopla. But basically, anybody who produces through Tantor, nine times out of ten, their book is on Hoopla. Interesting. And I think like, and like, so when recorded books went out, phased out, um, they sent us something that said basically all their titles were going to be on Overdrive. They, I guess they just probably weren't supporting their own app anymore. So they just put everything on, even though their stuff was already available on Overdrive. But I guess like if they had, if libraries still had a license for that book, they just transferred it to Overdrive. I'm not sure how it worked, but yeah. Hmm. I feel like I need a flow chart or something to understand right. <laughs> the relationship. What all these businesses are like, and like really like the old, like I said, the only reason I knew is because like at the end of the book, they'll be like, Tantor is a, is a portion of recorded books. And right. you know, and they say, thank you. And you know how they always go to Tantor. And I, I, I was on that because I was um getting purchasing books directly from Tansor, I'm on their email list. And and you can get on the email list for these audiobook companies too. So I, I'm on the email list for Tansor and they'll send you emails. Maybe like they don't bombard you. They maybe send you like one or two emails a month. They'll tell you like when they have new books coming out, new audiobooks coming out, and um when they have they'll usually do like a, a fiction list and a nonfiction list. So they might send you two emails a month. But Normally, that's when I'll check and see, like, hey, let's see what what they got going on this month. And then I'll check if they have it at the library. Also, there's this, if you look at books on your computer, there's a library extension on Chrome. And I cannot, let me look and see what it's called. It's called, oh, it's, it's called library extension, I guess. That's what it says. So, like, you can put your library information in and it'll tell you whether or not your library has the book and like you can do it also for hoopla so like one of the books i'm gonna talk about today i'm looking at it on i I basically just went to goodreads and so after it shows you the synopsis and stuff in goodreads underneath it'll say library extension and then it'll and plus i'm a member of like three libraries in my state so it'll tell you which specific library has it so it says like um, they don't have it library. That's basically like the like a physical copy of the book. They don't have it, but underneath one of the systems it says Hoopla, and then mm-hmm. it says it has like a picture of audio, a picture of headphones, and it says that it has copies available ready to borrow. And you can nice. basically if you're logged into it from if you're logged into Hoopla from your computer, if you click it borrow, it'll take you straight to the thing for you to borrow the book but yeah I usually check that most of the times and see like let me see if I can get this from a library first and then decide whether or not I want to buy it if, depending on how I like it but 
Mm-hmm. Talking about purchasing. If people don't know, Audible is not the only place you can buy audiobook. <laughs> yes. It's not. I mean, Unless um, it's they have Audible a lot of, um, yeah, they have originals, but other people, but, um, so another place that I buy, so Audible has the subscription plan, but also Kobo, they have a subscription plan that's like $9.99 a month, and they're also, they have some, um, originals they did, because the one, it was a Talia Hibbert Christmas book, um, mm-hmm. and that was a Kobo original. So you could only purchase it from there. But sometimes, to be honest, you don't even really need a subscription plan to buy books. You can get them from... Sometimes it might make out better if you if you purchase stuff from Amazon. They have a thing where you can buy the book. Well, if you have the book, you can get the audio book at a discounted price. Right. And sometimes that equals out to less than a credit to what a audio book credit would be. Um, they also have another one that I use all the time. I probably buy most of my books from there now is Chirp Books, which I did not know is connected to BookBub. I did not know that. I don't know how I found that out, but I was like, what? I didn't know it was connected to BookBub, but they'll Mm. send you emails all the time and tell you like what they have on sale because I got a bunch of stuff for like. I think one time I spent like $50 and I might have got like eight books because some of them were $4.99, some of them were $3.99, 99 cents, $6.99. You just have to, well, they send you an email every month. And usually I'll just go on it. And like, if you go on the app, they'll have, I mean, not on the app. I usually go in the website to search. They'll have like what deals they have. And I'll just search through the deals and see what's, what tip my fancy as the old folks usually say <laughs> <laughs> yeah just go look through there and see what they have and you can get some good stuff some really good deals yeah it's always nice to get a deal and also support authors that you love it's the best right. feeling and support the narrators like that's like it's funny how how like my worlds have crossed because I've noticed some one narrator that I really like. He also does anime. He, he he's a voice actor on anime, and so like mm. I follow a lot of these anime voice actors on Twitter. And um, one of them, um, he said, "I just booked my first audio book," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool! <laughs> that's awesome!" Yes. Oh, and another thing I was going to say, some people are selling their audiobooks on their own website because I know Christina C. Jones, I don't think it was the last book that she came out with. It might have been like, I mean, it's not the last audiobook, but it might have been like one or two before that. But she was selling it on her on her site and you just download it from the site. So, you know, she's taking out the middleman and it's pretty much the same price that you would pay on Audible or Kobo or whatever so that's good hey the more money you can keep for yourself yeah well she's amazing and I was actually looking at her I love watching her videos that she does especially when she's giving advice to other authors inspiring authors and I actually went and looked through her videos this morning in anticipation of recording 
with you today to see if she had done one specifically on audiobooks, and I could not find one. So, Cece Jones, if you're listening to this, please record an episode on audiobooks <laughs> and how you made your decisions right. around your audiobooks. Yeah, I know she. I know she's not listening to this, but but I am fascinated by. I mean, she has such amazing business acumen. She's. I'm just so fascinated by everything she does. So I would love to hear her insights into that part of the process. Yes. She has a huge, she has a huge catalog. And um, actually, the first author I'm going to talk about, Alexandria House, she has a huge catalog. And she, I, I don't know if this is, as far as I know, this is true, but um, she was like one of the very first indie black authors I saw get an Audible original. I don't right. remember. I mean, I don't think any any other indie black authors got an Audible original, and she's never been with a publisher, and she just got that off the strength of her other book she released. And I just was like, congratulations, like. She's doing big things. And I love, what I love about her is that she loves her audiobooks. And, like, she would tweet sometimes or, like, sometimes I would see her on on um Facebook. And she'll talk about how she was listening to her audiobook. And she's just like, yeah, I really wrote that. Like, yeah, I'm so good. And I'm like, yeah, you got to be feeling yourself. Like, I love that. I love how she would be listening to her own books. Because some people say they can't listen to their books. But, hey. I don't know. <laughs> Listen to them. They're good. <laughs> so the first book I want to talk about, um, which is by her, it's, it's a really short book. So if you want to try it out, it's only like hour and some minutes, but mm-hmm. it's really good. And and also the other thing that's been helping me through the, through the uh, pandemic is listening to novellas or reading novellas because like mm-hmm. that little short amount of time, I can focus 100%. This is called Should Have Been, and it's by, it's narrated by Emmanuel Ingram and Wesley um, Siobhan, and it is really good. And this is the first book I've heard from Emmanuel Ingram, and I want to listen to a million more because it was really good. He has a a, a Twitter page, um, like a Twitter group, and I think they're also on Facebook, but I don't go on the book of faces. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he has another book. I haven't read it, but I I mean I haven't listened to it, but I have it, and I've heard great things about it. And his voice is amazing. And what is this other book? Hold on, it's it. This is also a short one. It's called. Oh wait a minute, he did. Okay, so I'm looking. He did like a couple books that I really liked. So. The one that I was talking about before is called Held in Contempt by Eva Cherie. And he also narrates this with Wesley Siobhan. And I heard that book was really, really good. And a Christina She Jones book that I absolutely loved when I read it. This is like the book that put me onto Christina C. Jones. It's called His Side, Her Side, and the Truth. And he also narrates this with Wesley Siobhan. A lot of times when these narrators get like a good mix, then usually do a lot of books with that person. But Wesley Siobhan, she's also amazing. I love her voice. 
she is just so so good she is so good and she's just so good i can't i cannot say enough about how good she is as a narrator she is just amazing i don't think i've listened to her yet she also did wonder that was also by christina c jones with another narrator i'm gonna talk about later with she did that with sean christen he is really good too he is really good he to me he is like a master of voices because Mm -hmm. i had read him narrating uh, a lot of um white authors books i mean i did not know he was black Hmm. but like when i heard him narrate Another book I'm going to talk about later. I'll, I'll get more into it. But when I heard him narrate it, Nate, that book, I was like, this man really is a master of voices because he is so good. Like, he really got these voices down pat. But yeah. So <laughs> another book I want to talk about, this narrator, when I listened, well, I actually, which is which I recommend too, if you want to get into audiobooks and you're not sure, listen to a book that you already read. So... I had already read Thirsty by Mia Hopkins. And mm-hmm. then I listened to the audiobook. The book was good. The audiobook was amazing. And this narrator, he was new to me. His name's Ozzy Rodriguez. That, mm-hmm. and I love, Thirsty is like one of my books that I love, love, love. But I like super love. I tell people all the time, listen to the audiobook because it was so good. And it's he so was good. so good. He put so much emotion into that character it was just good it was just so good so one of the things that's really interesting about thirsty is that and we've talked about this before the difference between first person and third person when it comes to storytelling and how some people have a preference some readers have a preference and other readers don't and I'm one of the readers who finds it really difficult to read first person But, and this Thirsty is told in the first person. And so I tried reading it first, you know, a while ago. And I I didn't get very far because I just, like I said, I struggle with it when I'm reading. But then when I started listening to audiobooks over this last year, I was like, oh, let me give this audiobook a try. And I loved it. It was so good. And trashed the second book which has a different narrative yeah, it's Gomez and I yeah, yeah and he was good too and he was really good too and we should mention these are these are audible exclusives but it I one of the things I discovered in my audiobook journey over the past year is that I can read first person uh in audio I don't mm-hmm. struggle with it the way I do in print. Um, I thought that was that was an interesting discovery for me. Another thing that's interesting about this series in particular is the ebooks were published by Love Swept, mm-hmm. which is I don't know the full history of Love Swept, but they I do know that they're one of these imprints that was created specifically to produce ebooks and. I guess they're still publishing, although at some point there was a rumor that they were closing down. Um, But one of the things that, so with these ebook only imprints, I think 
the authors tend to retain their rights to their audio rights yeah. in deals with these imprints. So if they want to have an audiobook for these books, they have to produce it themselves or, you know, work mm-hmm. with their agent to to get it produced. And so that's part of the reason why these are Audible exclusives, because that's the route Mia Hopkins chose to go in order to right. get audiobooks made for these stories. So it's interesting to me because there are a whole bunch of different configurations mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, how a story is published these days. Um, so that's kind of an interesting example that it was ebook only and then um, the author had to take the initiative to have the audiobooks done herself. Whereas with someone like Christina C. Jones, who's all independent all the time, um, you know, she's self-publishing her ebook, she's self-publishing her paperback, she's self-publishing her audiobooks. And in Mia Hopkins' case, it was more of a hybrid situation. Mm-hmm. And and also back to what I was talking about earlier. Um, in in my experience, a lot Hoopla has a ton of indie authors because a lot of them sell their rights to Tantor. And I was looking, what was I looking at? I just was searching Hoopla the other day and I saw so many gay romance books. And I had, I mean, these were authors I've never even heard of. Like even the um, gay romance authors that I know that write indie, like these were authors I've never heard of. Like I've never even, the people that I know that read it, I've never even heard them talking about it. So I'm like that opportunity that they have, people have to just get their books published. Because like um, a lot of black authors are with Tantor that do indie. So like just that opportunity to have your books in a different medium. One author, I'm going to talk about her book later. Um, D.L. White, she's always listening to audiobooks, And she has like almost, I'm pretty much, not all of her books, but she has a lot of them in um, audio. And I'm not sure. I think she just went her own route to um, find someone to produce them. I mean, someone to narrate them. She didn't go through a publisher. Um, I know they have like a um, a way for you to find narrators. But um, yeah, and hers are, her books are wide. So they're available on Audible. They're available on Kobo. Um, they're available in the library and they're available on Chirp. So it really depends on, I think they have to, you know, they just decide whatever is the best business business decision for them. Cause like, if you go through Tantor, it's basically like going through a publisher. They pretty much do everything for you. I think they decide on what narrator you're going to have and they do everything, but then mm-hmm. you can also do that yourself. I remember um, before, like I said, I follow a lot of narrators on Twitter and they were talking about different ways to get paid. So like they Mm -hmm. have like where they do like a flat rate where they they just tell them, you know, you pay me this amount for this many words or whatever. But also they have like something that's called like royalty share where like they get a cut of however many books you sell. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really a lot. I think it's kind of more goes into that than if you decide to just publish a regular book with a publisher because it's 
it's more people involved in the, you know, especially if you're indie, it's more people involved in it. So there are a lot more decisions to make about what you want to do. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, definitely interesting though. Well, that also brings up Scribd or Scribd, Scribd, and Megan Frampton, the historical romance author Megan Frampton, has tweeted a couple times about working with them to produce her audiobooks and how they're interested in acquiring more rights uh, for romance to convert to audio. And I don't know what the deal is with with them exactly, what the, the particulars are, but I know like Ruby Lang recently produced one, an audiobook for one of her short stories through them. So I would be interested in learning more about that as well. Yeah. Another one I forgot to bring up is Libro FM that, you know, they work with um, indie bookstores. So like if you buy books through Libro, they um, like it supports whatever bookstore you want to support. Because the one that I was doing when I had it, I was supporting um, Body Bookworm. You, mm-hmm. you know who they are. Yep. And um, I can't remember the owner's name, but she has a book coming out soon, too. And I think that's going to be on audio. But um, also, um, they have Avon has this thing called Kiss Club. So if you get emails from them, like every month, they have like 10 Avon titles that are $3.99. That's all you pay. It's just $3.99. But they have like different books every month. So if you want to sign up for that, and you don't even need a Libro FM um, subscription to get the $3.99 thing. Just, you can just get it if you just, as long as you have a Libro account. But they also do like a monthly thing where I think you can listen to like a certain amount of books for, I'm not sure. I, I'm not. Scribd has the monthly thing where I think you can listen to as many as you want for a certain price. Yeah. I believe so. Yep. I did it for a month. Yeah. Libro FM has that too, where you can listen to a certain amount of books every month. But yeah, that, especially if you're a fan of Avon authors, go ahead and get that. Because I know I got some Beverly Jenkins, some of her, which one did I get? I got forbidden i believe that on one of the deals mm, and i had got so that so good so i had brought him up before another book i want to talk about getting school by christina c jones and that's narrated by uh, sean Crisden and aiden Rayley oho and that book was so good on audio it was really good but sean Crisden, he is like so good like he, like, I don't know how he does it. He just, like, when he did, like, the father character in this book, he was, like, his voice channeled back, channeled me to the uh, older uncles and stuff in my family. He was just so good <laughs> in that role. And he had, he's from Texas, but he put a little bit of country swing in it, in his voice. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is just so good. But he's a really good narrator. The one book that I was telling you about, that's also an Audible original. Mia Sosa, she just, this came out like very recently, maybe like last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to say, oh, that is what it's called. 
I was about to say it's called Son of a Be- Son of a Beach, but I was like, yeah. I don't think that's the right name. But that is the name of it. And yeah. he narrated that with a narrator that's new to me named Valentina Ortiz, and mm-hmm. he was really good in that. He was, I could listen to a book where he just narrates all the parts by himself because he does all characters really good. He's just a really good narrator. I, if you listen to any book by him, you won't go wrong. That's all I got to say about that. You won't go wrong. <sighs> He's just really good. I've There's some books that I've listened to and the book was okay. I mean, the book might be just like a two, like a three, but the narration puts that book at like a four or five, like and he's one of those narrators that can do that. He, that he he's so good. Like, I don't think I've ever listened to a book that he's narrated and I didn't like it. It's just he's amazing. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> All right, so Sarah, give me um a couple of your recommendations for um some books you really liked on audio. Yeah, I have a uh a few that I find myself returning to over and over again. I have fallen into this pattern where I'll try someone new and then I'll like go back to something that I liked before and listen to that again. And then I'll, before I'll try another new person. So one that I've read several times this year is uh, Zenny by Rebecca Weatherspoon and narrated by Anthony Ferguson, who is a Brit and has a very classic, you know, Royal Shakespeare kind of voice. And I just love his reading of Zenny. Uh, for those who don't know, Zenny follows, Zenny's our main character in Zenny, and she has, her aunt has recently passed away and left her a sizable inheritance. But she is not allowed to claim the inheritance until she marries this Scottish man who was really good friends with her aunt. And so Anthony Ferguson is a man, obviously, and he reads the entire book, even though it does have dual perspective. He reads the entire book and he does a Scottish accent for the love interest whose name I'm forgetting. I'm looking it up. Mason. He does the whole thing in the Scottish accent for Mason. And I really enjoyed the juxtaposition um, of this very kind of formal classical voice with um, Rebecca Weatherspoon's warmth and often a reverence that she uses in, in her stories. And I think for those who enjoy a good pegging scene, there mm-hmm. is a pegging scene in this book and it's read in this very uh, formal classical voice. And so I think, you know, there's just an inherent humor in the pairing of Anthony Ferguson's voice with this story that I think just takes the whole thing to another level. So I really enjoyed that. And I've read that multiple times this year. And it just, I never tire of it. And then the other 
one I wanted to mention, which is actually two. Um, we've talked a lot about Talia Hibbert this season and her Brown Sisters series. Um, so I can hear everybody's eyes rolling to the back of their head because we're talking <laughs> about them again. But they really are that good. And what's interesting about the audiobooks for this series is that they got, they were split up. So the first book, Get a Life, Chloe Brown, was done by one narrator. And then Take a Hint, Danny Brown, the second book, and Act Your Age, Eve Brown, the third book, were done by a different narrator named Ione Butler. And the first book is good, but Ione Butler, who did the second and third book, just, again, sort of takes it to another level. And she has a real connection with Tali Hibbert's sense of humor. And she just really, the humor really shines in the the second and the third book, I feel like, because of Ione Butler's interpretation. And I just, I've read, I've reread all of them this year, but I tend to gravitate towards the second and third book because I just love Ione Butler's interpretation so much. And so I highly recommend all three of those for sure. Yeah, I read her her the books that she did when she was indie um she had a um both of them were narrated by um british i believe they were british they sounded british um but they were two different narrators but i had the uh, one narrator i i hadn't listened to him narrate her book um his name was cornell collins but i listened to him narrate a book by another author and i really liked him he was he's good and we wanted to talk about narrators we really liked. So this one book I want to talk about, he's like the big narrator on the streets now. Everybody loves his book. He does everybody's books. He does Christina C. Jones. He does Alexandria House. He does um, basically any black indie author, he's doing their books. But um, this book I really enjoyed by him. It's called Blessed by Malachi. And it's by Sherelle Green. And it was narrated by Jacoby Diem and Mari. And they did an amazing job on that book. I mean, you really can't go in the audio world, the black audio world, and not hear about Jacoby DM. He's amazing. And like I said, he's just amazing. <laughs> so some other narrators I really like, Leon Nixon. He does a lot of Sharon C. Cooper's books, her like romantic suspense books. He does those. He's done... A couple books by indie author. He's done a lot of stuff. He also did um, AC Authors Paranormal series. And I mm-hmm. talked about that when we did our Paranormal um, Awaken the Dragon. Um, he does the whole series stuff. And he was really good doing that. Carmen Vine. She's done uh, Zoe Castile's Flashed. She did Priscilla Olivieres, her... Um, her perfect, was it her perfect melody? Oh, mm-hmm. She does all the books in her perfect melody. She she does all the books in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalie Nautis, I really love her. She does a few books that um, J.C. Lee has. She did um, J.C. Lee. She did Sweet Mess, 
and she also did um oh no she actually she didn't do her harlequin somebody else did that but um natalie noticed i really like her she's really good i think yeah. i've listened to her do some some ya books but she's really good and then i couldn't not mention joe jameson and his narration of boyfriend material by alexis hall i'm you know a broken record on this but that book meant a lot to me when i read it this year and um i know it's not for everyone but it i really connected with it personally and i think joe jameson's narration is so amazing i mean he just he has to do an english accent you know posh english he has to do um a french accent he has to do he just there are all sorts of regionalisms as as a lot of us know in the uk and he does them all it seems like in this book on top of doing the french accent and it's just it's really you feel like it's a full cast recording even though it's just him and he deservedly won uh, an award i think this year from audiophile for best audiobook and uh, at least yeah, in I romance and i think earphone is, awards yeah, this is one of the only romances that he's narrated so far. So if more people can get him for romance, I I would love it because uh, romance is pretty much the only thing I read right now. I'm I'm not about to go off into uh, high fantasy or anything. So if more people want to hire Joe Jameson to narrate their book, that would make me very happy. And then that we want to go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say that leads us into our next one as who do we want see who yes. what authors do we want more to do audiobooks so I know yes. when we were our little prep list you had um Nicole falls on this she has one so far I know she that, has um, one and I know and she's that, interested in doing more yeah yeah I want I would love to see I would love to see Summer especially because like the funny parts in her book. Oh my gosh, to hear somebody narrate those funny parts. It yes. would be so I mean, she has good. such a gift for dialogue. Yeah. You know, you really want and of course I want my H&R Block Bay link. Yes. <laughs> you can cast him, but I just yeah, I would love more Nicole Falls um on audio and I know she wants to make it happen, so we have to figure out how to help her make it happen. Yes. Um, you also had on your list, you had um Chensia. She has Chensia C. Higgins. She has um few on audio. She has Ben of Friends. I haven't listened to that, but I have it. And she has her The Vow series. And I yes. started listening to that. But you know what? And I, I think I started listening to that right when the um pandemic started. And I just never went back to it because it just was like, you know, timing. But yeah. yeah. I no, would love I to see more of her books on audio. I want the wolves of West Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah. On yeah. audio is what I want. Oh, if she could get Jacoby Diem to do those, those would be amazing. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Chensia, give us, you know, our DMs are open. Let's make it yes. happen. Oh, um, D Rose, she has one of her books on audio. Um, mm. It's a, one of her shorter books called Warmth. But I will, would love more of her books on audio. Um, she's just amazing. And to hear somebody, whenever people talk about, I know a lot of times I, I always, people jokingly mock people about of crying over books. 
But um, I just can't connect that much with reading a book. But like when people narrate it and they put emotion to, plenty of audio book have made me cry. <laughs> yes. But mm-hmm. it's just like when they put that emotion into the books, and I'm just like, oh, oh. you know, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And we haven't posted this episode yet, but you spoke with Nicole Rice. Yes. And she has these cozy mysteries. Um, I would love to uh, center it around different holidays. Yeah. And I would love to have those on audio. Yes. She, you know who I would like to do those. Um, this narrator, she, um, I recently listened to her narrate. Uh, um, it wasn't a, it, it wasn't a romance book, but she has narrated romance books before. Um, Janina Edward. Um, she would do good with those books. She's really good. I listened to her. The book I listened to her narrate was Secret Lives of Church Ladies. And she, the emotion she put into those stories was just, mm. and I'm like, I would love to hear her do more romance. So yeah, mm. if y'all can get her, I will, she do, but I think she really would do good with a little cozy, you know? Yeah. So wait, who would you cast as Langston? Would you uh, cast? Um, oh, you know, I, you got to get Emmanuel Ingram for Langston because I think Nicole, she likes him too. He's really good though. And he, I like, he has that kind of like a youthful kind of voice. He would do really good in that. There are so many female narrators I like. I talked before about D.L. Um, White. She, um, Sherelle Palmer does all her books and she's really good. She's amazing. There are so many. <laughs> it's just so many but I also recommend if you li- if you find a book you like listen to what other stuff that narrator has because for one it's going to yes. open you up to more authors and you know it's just it'll it'll you know it'll help you broaden your horizons that's pretty much how I started listening to finding other authors is like I will have like one narrator that I really like and I'm like well let me see what else they have and even like some stuff in other genres because I was like, well, I like this book, so even mm-hmm. if I don't like it, I like the voice. So, you know. <laughs> it makes such a difference. Yeah, it really does. Okay, so we've pretty much, we could we could go on forever talking about We audio. could go on just, forever. <laughs> but um, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me, Sarah, because we had this talk. I was like, let me talk to Sarah because we were talking about audiobooks before. So thanks for joining yes. us for this episode. Thank and you. Yes. All the listeners, tell us what books do you, what audio books do you like? Audio romance books. And who, what books do you want to hear on audio? And who are some of your favorite narrators? Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Ron Book Pod, Inclusively Yours. If you like weekly recs for inclusive romance, please take a moment to subscribe. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at RomBookPod. That's R-O-M-B-K-P-O-D. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, happy reading.